Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and Intentional Ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus News. I've categorized them into judgments, people, and reversals. These stories are truly incredible and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. The first category of judgments, the first story out of there is from the UN.org. The United Nations declares access to a clean environment a human right. The United Nations Council called on states around the world to work together and with other partners to implement this newly recognized right. The text, proposed by Costa Rica, the Maldives, Morocco, Slovenia, and Switzerland, was passed with 43 votes in favor and four four abstentions from Russia, India, China, and Japan. At the same time, through a second resolution, the Council also increased its focus on the human rights impacts of a climate change by establishing a special rapporteur dedicated specifically to that issue. In a statement, UN High Commissioner for Human Rights Michelle Bachelet called on member states to take bold actions to give prompt and real effect to the right to a healthy environment. Ms. Bachelet said that having long called for such a step, she was gratified that the decision clearly recognizes environmental degradation and climate change as interconnected human rights crises, and adds, Bold action is now required to ensure this resolution on the right to a healthy environment serves as a springboard to push for transformative economic, social, and environmental policies that will protect people and nature. The second story is coming out of theguardian.com. British Columbia anti-logging protesters win as judge denies firm's injunction bid. A provincial court in Canada has refused to extend an injunction against protesters demonstrating against old-growth logging, ruling that police conduct has been so troubling that to extend the order would place the court's own reputation at risk. For over 12 months, activists have set up blockades to prevent the logging of old-growth forests in the Ferry Creek watershed on British Columbia's Vancouver Island. More than 1,100 people have been arrested as part of the largest act of civil disobedience in recent Canadian history. Teal Cedar Products had used an injunction since April to stop protesters from interfering with the company's road construction and harvesting operations. But Teal's application to have the injunction extended for another year was rejected by the British Columbia Supreme Court. The methods of enforcement of the court's order have led to serious and substantial infringement of civil liberties, including impairment of the freedom of the press to a marked degree, Justice Douglas Thompson wrote in his judgment. The judge acknowledged that the behavior of protesters has become more extreme over time, such as locking their bodies to the logging road, but officers with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police have responded by beating, dragging, and pepper spraying demonstrators. 
Judge Thompson said the police showed a disquieting lapse in the reasonable use of force. The second category is people, and the first story here is from thehill.com. The United Nations rules that Stephen Donziger house arrest violates international laws. The United Nations human rights body said that a former environmental lawyer's house arrest on contempt charges was illegal and called on the United States to release him. Stephen Donziger in the early 1990s sued Texaco on behalf of a group of Ecuadorian farmers and indigenous people, alleging major environmental harms by the energy company. An Ecuadorian court ruled in favor of the plaintiffs in 2011 and ordered Chevron, which had since acquired the company, to pay $9.5 billion U.S. In a countersuit in the U.S., Chevron accused Donziger of bribery and witness tampering. Judge Lewis Kaplan ruled in Chevron's favor, and Donziger incurred the contempt charges during the appeals process. When federal prosecutors with the Southern District of New York declined to prosecute Donziger on these contempt charges, Kaplan then took the unusual step of appointing private attorneys instead. Rita Glavin, one of the attorneys, had previously worked for a firm that Chevron retained. A U.S. district judge found Donziger, who, had been, who has been under house arrest for nearly two years, guilty of these contempt charges this past July. In its ruling, the United Nations Working Group on Arbitrary Detention called Donziger's detention arbitrary, noting that the maximum penalty for Donziger's charges is six months. This, they wrote, means Mr. Donziger, having been under house arrest since August 2019, has already served the maximum possible penalty some four times over. In this regard, the working group recalls that the Human Rights Committee has argued that if the length of time that the defendant has been detained reaches the length of the longest sentence that could be imposed for the crimes charged, the defendant should be released. Let's hope that he is. The second story in our people category is on macfound.org. A landscape ecologist, Dr. Lisa Schultz-Moore, wins the MacArthur Genius Award. Schultz-Moore does intensive outreach to encourage uptake of the Prairie Strips program. In addition to scientific publications and field demonstration of the program's benefits, she is lead developer of People and Ecosystems Watershed Integration. This open source tool allows farmers to visualize the ecosystem benefits of strips and other conservation features on their farms. Dr. Schultz-Moore's personal and long-term engagement with the individual farmers has been successful in Iowa and beyond. Prairie strips are now being used in 14 states on over 150,000 acres of cropland, and that is sure to increase. The Conservation Reserve Program in 2018 Farm Bill includes prairie strips as a conservation practice eligible for financial support. By approaching the serious challenges of food security, climate change, and conservation of our environment as networked pieces of a larger system, Dr. Schultz Moore opens new possibilities for a transformation in sustainable agriculture. Congratulations to uh, Dr. Lisa Schultz Moore. Some more congratulations are due. Um, this next story is out of sej.org. Uh, three scientists win Nobel for work on climate breakthroughs. Three scientists won the Nobel Prize in Physics for their breakthroughs in how we understand the planet's climate and the challenges presented by global warming. Siyukuro Manabe, 
a meteorologist at Princeton, and Klaus Hasselmann, a professor at the Max Planck Institute for Meteorology, were awarded half of the prize for laying the foundations of our knowledge of the Earth's climate and how humanity influences it, the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences said. A third scientist, Giorgio Parisi from the Sapienza University of Rome, received the other half the award for his contributions to the theory of disordered materials and random processes. The academics will share the 10 million kroner or 1.1 million dollars US award. Congratulations to all three of them as well. Our last category of reversals the, has the first story coming out of WashingtonPost.com. President Biden will expand Bears Ears and other national monuments. President Biden restored full protections to three national monuments that had been slashed in size by former U.S. president, including Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante in Utah. These are known for their stunning desert landscapes and historical treasures of Native American art and settlements, as well as rich fossil record. Biden used an executive order to protect 1.36 million acres in Bears Ears, slightly larger than the original boundary that President Barack Obama established in 2016, while also restoring the 1.87 million acre Grand Staircase Escalante Monument. Biden signed the proclamations in a ceremony outside of the White House in front of tribal leaders and others. He used his authority under the 1906 Antiquities Act. And our last story is coming from natlawreview.com. The United States Fish and Wildlife Service formally reinstates the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service announced three actions that will significantly change how the Migratory Bird Treaty Act's prohibition on take of migratory birds will be enforced. The Fish and Wildlife Service published a final rule revoking the prior presidential administration's rule, which established that the Migratory Bird Treaty Act does not prohibit the incidental and unintentional take of a migratory bird. The reversal reverses the uh, law that says no longer holds industries accountable for incidental bird deaths under the law. This legal opinion prevented enforcement of all incidental take, removing incentives for companies to adopt practices that protected birds from threats such as oil waste pits. It also eliminates penalties for companies that kill substantial number of birds, including from large oil spills. According to studies, power lines kill up to 64 million birds a year. Communication towers are estimated to kill up to 7 million birds per year. And uncovered oil waste pits account for another 500,000 to 1 million bird deaths every year. Data on wind turbines are harder to come by, but current estimates are approximately 234,000 bird deaths a year. So it is good to see that the Migratory Bird Treaty Act has been formally reinstated. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and I look forward to sharing more in the future. <laughs>